cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, Matty boy, here we are at another All Day Breakfast. And I tell you what, our producer Sam's just gone to the studio, so no one's t- keeping tabs on what we're doing. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. Oh, oh, I'm just oh. crazy. Oh. Oh. I just pushed something over. I just tipped I tipped over some um antibacterial oh. wipes. Don't do that. Don't I just, Nah, they're I, on they're on their side. Well, I, I already had a trouble with tipping stuff over uh yesterday. I tipped <laughs> I was carrying three coffees, trying to unlock a door, oh. tipped it all over my front. Just coffee I needed a coffee bib, my friend, because it was you think that was bad? I um you, during our actual lockdown when we got back from Fiji in the house two weeks didn't leave local cafe kindly dropping coffees over every morning. All right. Oh, I mean imagine that's some silver service, my friend. Uh, I mean it was very very kind of them. Thank you, St John Espresso. I pick up the coffee. I go to walk in the door. This is the only chance I get for a coffee in the morning. Take out the keys, spill it all over the front door. <laughs> And I tell you what, if lockdown didn't suck before <laughs> that, it sucked after, man. Anyways, well, uh, thank sh- you very much for joining us. I had to walk walk over to the road to the department store and buy a uh, an emergency t shirt because I was um, I was rough. So there's there's some talk. First talk back straight out the gates. Oh, uh, when have you needed to get the emergency clothes? I'm sure a few people at the having to go to the sick bay. They always had the emergency uh, emergency shorts in the sick bay. If you uh, had an accident, you could uh, pull them out. But let us know. Get in touch, Alex on Instagram. Big show today, chatting to comedian Anne Edmonds. Very funny lady will be joining us on the line in a moment, which will be cool. Yeah, also, um, I want to tell you a story because yesterday uh, after our show when I was leaving the office, I witnessed something that I did not expect <laughs> that I would see uh, with my own very eyes. Probably one of, the, one of the most dramatic, exciting events of 2020, I'd say. Wow. All right. Can't wait to find out what that is. You are on All Day Breakfast. It's Matt and Alex. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Now, Alex Dyson, it was your birthday yesterday. We celebrated. We got you a present. I even had to listen back again uh, <laughs> in the afternoon to hear the very kind message that so many of the world's celebrities left you. I'm not uh, going to play it again. I know Ed you Sheeran. want me to play, hit it, play on it now, Ed and I'm not going to. Can you play? To. Can you press no, play on it, please? You have to listen to yesterday's <laughs> podcast if you would like to hear the wet, sloppy <laughs> poo sound effects that Matt O'Kind got me for my birthday. That's definitely one of the presents that you get for someone that's actually for yourself. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. I remember when I had a friend yeah. in high school, you know, he's in year 10 or 11 or something like that, got his sister in year 7 the autobiography of Nelson Mandela. <laughs> Because he wanted to read it. And that's definitely what you did to me, my friend. Well, one, you were hanging out with nerds in year 10 because uh, <laughs> no one is getting world political leader biographies for their birth. I was getting Mortal Kombat 4 or whatever, you know? Uh, Anyways. We well, you haven't, <laughs> I think you still haven't grown out of that level of uh, entertainment uh, by judging by the presence you're still getting um, me, my friend. Yeah. So anyways, but, you know, obviously, us at this radio station are not the only people in your lives. Uh, you do have an incredible partner, Woods um, L, who is Woods, who, uh, who helped us out with making a brilliant song, The Bingo's Up, last week. Now, uh, can you tell us what present she got you? Well, she went the other end, put a lot of thought and effort into it, and she got me this really cool, she had this um, graphic designer do up, it was like a mock music festival poster, because I was, um, yeah, it was a pretty cool moment bringing out my very first novel this year, um, and 
yeah, she got a music festival poster done up of that novel as like a sort of announcement thing. So I guess it's like a bit in a big frame and yeah, it's cool. It's got like a lineup of all the artists that I put in it and then all these references in all the artwork and stuff. It was, um, it was lovely. Don't you hate people who actually give good presents? (laughs) I just stopped. Remember when I stopped? Remember like a few years ago when we used to do the show and I just, I was like, I don't do presents anymore. Matt O'Kane was was famous at Triple J for being the birthday Grinch. (laughs) I just, no, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to bother because there was a while there where I was so bad at giving presents. I gave my dad super glue for his birthday. (laughs) I didn't know what, I'm like, what the hell do you get a dad? This guy is a dad. He has money that he can spend whatever he wants on. What am I going to buy him? So we asked you, when has the Matt O'Kine of your life given you a terrible <laughs> present? Um, and Sam joins us here. Hello, Sam. Hey, guys. Uh, you got yeah, a bit of a shocker from your own dad for uh, for Christmas. Surely did. About 10 years old and got a tin of one kilo Milo for Christmas. <laughs> Hey, was it was there definitely Milo in it? Because sometimes they might throw you that curveball and you open it up and it's actually you know a Game Boy in there. But was it definitely it was just a, definitely a sealed tin? So were you uh, a big Milo fan? Oh, uh, we went. Well, my sister and I went through a lot of Milo. So mm. yeah, because that's one of those ones that really should just be in the pantry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's like. Yeah, that's like when you just like it's like when my um for for Mother's Day this year I was thinking about buying my partner something and I'm like, oh, you know what I should get her? I should get her a new frying pan. I'm like, oh. no, Matt, you just want a new frying pan. <laughs> so it's that's like one of an us present. Did he at least buy you the spoon, Sam, so that you could just? No, we had we had plenty of spoons. Oh, okay. right. Not even an extra, you know, <laughs> ceremonial scoop, teaspoon. Scoop straight in. All, All right, right well, thanks, Sam. Appreciate the call. We've also got Ollie from Adelaide. G'day, Ollie. Hey, boys. Uh, now, let us know your grandma gave you a bit of a shocker. Yeah, it was a while back. My sister was about six and I was about nine. And one Christmas, she gave my sister a toilet brush and myself <laughs> some talcum powder. Oh, wow. I proceeded to uh, burst into tears and she quickly uh, responded by writing us both uh, $20 checks. <laughs> <laughs> A toilet brush. I mean, was it used? And I don't mean this. The, the reason why I ask was it used is because a toilet brush is not something you usually have just sitting around, right? A brand new toilet brush just happened to be sitting around. So she had it to go out and used. buy it. Yeah, she would have got it at a cheapest chips probably early on in the year and forgot um, what was under the wrapping and it should have been for one of her friends down the street, not... Not her two grandchildren. <laughs> well, I think when you get when you get the toilet brush, that's that's a message. That's not a present. You're sending a message with a toilet brush for Christmas. That's the Santa Claus putting some coal in the stocking, isn't it? it is, yes. Although I think I'd prefer a toilet brush over talcum powder. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I think you lost. But we all won when we got the $20 check. So. Yeah, there you go. And you went out and brought the uh, toilet brush you actually wanted for Christmas, <laughs> uh, which was good. Thank you so much for the chat there, Ollie. And Ash in Brisbane, uh, you've got your own uh, birthday shocker as well. Hey, boys. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, I was dating this guy, and um, he wasn't much of a gift giver. So after okay. about six months, I was sort of like, hey, you know, we've been together for a little while now. And some flowers or something might be nice. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, all right. Um, and then one day we were driving in the car and he gives me this little crowd's 
story box. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's like, he's <laughs> taken into consideration what I've said. So I open the box and it's this old rusty necklace. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like um, what is this? And he goes, oh, yeah, you said you wanted something. Um, I had this sitting in my cupboard for years. I gave it to my ex-girlfriend, but when we broke up, she gave it back to me. So I thought I'd just give it to you as a gift. No! <laughs> yeah, so I had like a rusty old necklace. <laughs> Did it have like Jennifer written on it or something as well? It was, he thought it was so funny. Like his idea of a perfect gift is taking me down to the pub for a palmy and a pint or something. Like, well, that's hey, 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 Ash, come on. Nothing wrong with that. Anyway. Yeah, that's, I'll take it, thank you. But, yeah, it was all rusty and um, he thought it was hilarious. He jumped on Facebook and made a post about it too and just let everyone know. You know? So. Gave my current girlfriend my ex-girlfriend's necklace. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that one. Are you still seeing this guy? Here, Ash? Um, no, definitely not. Ah, that's yeah. a shame. Well, hopefully his necklace made its way to a third lucky lady. Uh, <laughs> hopefully. Thank you so much for having a chat to us. A couple of uh, ones coming in on the Discord as well. If you want to jump on the Matt and Alex Discord and have a look at not only the current talkback topics but some past ones, you can do via the link on our Instagram. Paper Daisy said, I gave my brother what I thought was delicious nougat for Christmas one year. He opened it and didn't sugarcoat how disgusted he was when he tasted it. So when my birthday cup in February the following year, he brought me the very same notorious nougat as a payback for the worst present ever. Still haunts me to this day. Uh, that's I think that's another message. The nougat Man. is becoming the um, the coal in the stocking. Nougat sucks. It's not the best, is it? It's ne- I've never been like, oh yes, this this has converted me. You know what else sucks? Macarons. There I said it. Meg Rock says, hey, hey, no, <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, I said it. Meg Rock says. It's 1996. It's coming up to Christmas, and I am 14 years old. Gave my mum a list of desired presents, including Metallica's Load album. Christmas morning comes, and I see that wonderful CD-shaped gift under the tree. I open it knowing it has to be Metallica's CD, as it's the only one I requested. It was not. That morning, I became the proud owner of Celine Dion's Falling Into You. It was never taken out of its protective seal. (laughs) Imagine... Aiming for Metallica and getting Celine. Yeah, that if someone gave one. you that, your heart would not go on. And Becca says, not my present, but my friend's grandmother gave her used underwear, bought at a thrift shop for Christmas. When everyone in the room was aghast, no. looking at her in horror, grandma said, what? I washed them. <laughs> no. Not the point, grandma. Not the point. Um, uh, thank you very much to the people letting us know those stories. And uh, Matt O'Kine, lift your game, mate. So, Alex Dyson, I mentioned at the beginning of today's show that I uh, witnessed something that quite colossal, really, when I look back on it, an event that I never thought that I'd see with my own eyes and something that really did probably the only silver lining uh, of 2020. (laughs) Wow, that's, that's a big call. I mean, you've been... In our, in our pre-show sort of catch-up, we've been alluding to this, and I've ca- caught little snippets as what Matt's about to tell me, and I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited to get the full unedited version right now, Matt O'Kine, what has occurred. So so after the show yesterday, right, we're all in good spirits, it's your birthday, et cetera, et cetera, um, I walk out, right? 
and uh, and I'm I'm leaving the office. I got my head in my phone, right, because I was going to go meet some friends. Suddenly, um, I I stop. I'm just look. I'm just reading my my phone for no reason. I but I just stop, and then uh, I look up, and there's quite an imposing figure standing in front of me. Goodness, uh, in the uh, in the kitchen of of the office. And, um, and I just look up casually because this, this is a big man, you know, who's in front of me here. Man Mountain, would you say? Oh, mate, Himalaya. <laughs> He's like the Mr. Himalayan human, <laughs> one could say. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Kilimanjaro. I'm telling you, the guy was massive. Anyways, he turns around, gives me a, oh, g'day, buddy. How are you? Right? In only the way. That a professional footballer would. Okay. Okay. Now, so this man's professionally big. <laughs> he doesn't do this. He's no amateur. He is right? big for a living. Yeah. Anyways, look, cut to the chase. It's Wendell Saylor. Okay. Now, oh, the big up. Dell. <laughs> big Dell. I tell you what, that man has entertained me on many a run down the wing, my friend. Lovely running by Saylor. And what a step. He'll get his try here. Big Wendell. Yes. Mate, he's a, he's probably one, like one of the biggest reasons why I started watching NRL twenty something years ago. Okay, huge. Um, All right, so, so the big Dells in the radio offices. Yeah, because because you know they come in every now and then. They sometimes they're doing uh, uh, commentary for games. They're having meetings here, etc. Right. So mm. so suddenly big Dells there. He's given me a little bit of a uh, g'day, mate. How are ya? I don't know if I'm as well known to Dell as he is to me. <laughs> He hasn't given was, you as much uh, joy and entertainment yeah. over the years. I don't think I've inspired <laughs> him as much. Sure. <laughs> um, anyways, he's standing at the vending machine. We got a vending machine. Got chips, soft drinks, etc. In the in the office, and uh, and you know, and I don't want to play starstruck or anything like that. I'm like, you know, I'll let him let him do his thing. But then I sort of stop and I think, oh, I should tell him. You know, maybe we might get him on the show one day or something. So sure. I just go, uh, um. Oh, I'm Matt, by the way. Um, yeah, I do a podcast here, and he and he goes, "Oh, yeah, cool, cool." And he's he's a bit distracted, right? He's putting money in the machine and stuff, and I go, and I'm about to go, "Yeah, so anyways, uh, you know, maybe we can get you on the show sometime." But then he just starts going, "Oh, what? <laughs> oh, shit! Oh no! Come on, come on!" And he starts hitting the machine. He goes, "Oh, it's taking my money!" <laughs> right? And I'm like, "Oh, oh, really?" And so suddenly I'm like. I'm back in the scene, me and Dell. You know, we're going through a problem together. You know, and I'm like, oh, what? So you're what? telling me what happened is <laughs> you helped Wendell Saylor try and get his well, money help. back from a vending you machine. You should have seen him, man. You should have seen him. He was going at this machine like it was. <laughs> I would not like. He he was acting like he was. It was you know. Benny Elias or something like he. <laughs> well, heaven it, help it, anyone who, who pinched the ball from <laughs> Dell on the footy field, let alone pinching free fitty he was planning on getting a coke with. <laughs> He's no, it wasn't a coke. That's the thing. It was a pack of cheese and onion chips. They got stuck. <laughs> they got stuck. The money went in. He said, "Look." He's sitting there going, "Look, you can see them. They're stuck." <laughs> oh wait, I've got to see if they're still there. Hold on, hold wait. on. Should I, do you want me to press pause and yeah, you go and see pause. if the chips are still there? I'm going to go and check there? if they're still there so I can buy them. Okay. And then if I buy them, I'm going to get two. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to hit pause on this. Uh, Matt O'Kite is going to be back in a moment <laughs> to see whether Wendell's Sailor's cheese and onion chips are still dangling from the vendo. That's a sentence I never thought I'd say. He's 
back. How, how'd you yeah. go? Yeah. So look, I, I should I should clarify. So yeah, Big Dell's he's 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 like he's he like he's hitting the machine really. Like he was like giving it a good like bang, and he's tipping it and stuff like that. And these <laughs> these chips. Uh, like I if think it was that's a what they do for training at, in rugby, isn't it? <laughs> is to fight vending machines. If this if this is a pinball machine, it would the lights would have gone off, it, the flippers <laughs> would have stopped. Like it, it was getting solid tilt, and these these uh, cheese and onions are holding on for dear life. <laughs> like there is no budge whatsoever at all. Like absolutely clinging to the little hooks that are holding them in, right? And I mean, it was one of the greatest battles that I've seen. <laughs> Off the footy field for a very long time. Like for for uh, if I were the machine, I would have dropped all my chips. I would have absolutely. Yeah, well, I would have had. I would have been throwing chocolate bars at him. I would have said, "Take it all, mate." Well, they've but, banned the shoulder charge in NRL. Did <laughs> did he give him a little cheap one with the, the shoulder in? Well, that's very I, interesting. I, did, I were the chips checked, there though? You came no, back. I just checked. I just checked. They're not right. there. So, so either someone in the office has got an. Oh, all right. I well, tell you what. If I walk past someone's desk and they've got two packets of of cheese and onions, I'm going to say hide them. Okay. If well, Big Dell sees this. We'll try and follow up on that this week. Uh, we'll try and get an exclusive interview with <laughs> Wendell Saylor to see whether <laughs> he won the battle with the vending machine. <laughs> that's to come on a future all day breakfast with Matt and Alex. Matt O'Kind, do you know what's one of the most overused phrases uh, in the news? Crazy times, wild times. No. Unprecedented times. Almost. It, it includes un, and I, I don't like it being used because I think it can, people apply it to too many things, and that's un-Australian. Oh, yeah. All right. that. Too many things get thrown under the bus of un-Australian that it loses all meaning, which is why I'd, I barely use it in my vernacular at all until today. Because I've just come across a news story that is, I think, the epitome of un-Australian. And it's happened in Perth. A local man, Cooper Allen, was rejected from a bar called El Grotto because the man, Cooper, had a mullet. Now, what is more Australian than a glorious flowing mullet flapping over the shoulders like a little follicle mud flap? All right. To have them turned away from just going for the for the simple task of going to get a beer. Yeah, just wanting a bit of business at the front party at the back. That's exactly not, right. Mate. Well, to find out exactly what happened and what we can do about it, we we join Perth man Cooper Allen right now. Hello, Cooper. Hello, guys. How you going? Well, I'm a little bit disappointed, Cooper. I can only imagine how it, it feels for you. Uh, how are you feeling after this incident in Perth? Uh, pretty gutted, actually. Um, yeah, I bet. Got a bit of heat on it, you know. Yeah. Too many mates who got behind it, so it's uh, turned into something quite Abs- big. Well, I think you've got to stand up for yourself uh, when it comes to this this sort of stuff. Uh, talk us through the moment. I mean, what were you doing? Let's start an hour before the incident. Uh, well, I finished work, not enough work on the Friday. Went home, had a feed, showered up. What did we uh, go for a feed beforehand? Nice rump steak, you know. Ooh, had one last pack, night, I do pack know. it on. Yeah. Oh, I do. Know well, we, bit of... we talking a bit of uh, pepper gravy or mushroom? Oh, mushroom all the way. Yeah. No, I'm the same with you. Ooh, mammy. <laughs> Love this. All right. Keep going. So Cooper. the night's looking good so far. Yeah, it's panning out pretty well at this point. 
Did you freshen up in the mirror at all? What did you um do to the oh. face? What's your regime before you go out with the uh, both the face and in particular the hair? Oh, not much really. Just dry it off and throw it to the side. Blow dryer in the thing. in the back. No, nah, it's the old towel. Got rag back and forth. Yeah, yeah, nice one. And then what? What do you? What sort of clothes did you decide to rock? You know, to match that uh, that super style you got up the top there. I was only going for a quiet night out. Cause I had work on the Saturday morning, mm. so I just throw me double pluggers, some shorts, some nice dress shorts, and your export shirt. So you're telling me you were up for a, a little bit of party tonight, but you were also focused on business. Yeah, yeah, not not, not too hectic on the uh, Friday, but. Didn't get far into it before it was turned around. So, okay. so you walk up to this venue, okay? You got your pluggers on. You're a little bit yep. nervous about the footwear, but what what was said to you when you got to the front door? Uh, well, I spent about ten minutes in the line. He kind of looked at me a couple times, and then as I got closer up, he walked over and he goes, "I'm not too fussed about your shoes." He goes, "Got the mullet. He won't let you come in." He said, "It's the owner's rule. There's no mullets in them." Oh, bull dust. I was pretty pretty shocked. Now, now how long have you been a proud mullet owner, Cooper? Uh, It was my third style of mullet. (laughs) Um, I've had it since probably halfway through last year or so. I mean, so you've got (laughs) subgenres of mullet. I mean, that is pretty impressive. Cooper, have you ever had this kind of, heard of this kind of ruling anywhere else? No, especially come across it, you know. Never had a problem with it anywhere else, so... I mean, if anything, sure. people probably probably laud it, you know. They <laughs> probably praise it everywhere you go. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different. It's a hairstyle. What's the big deal? Mm. Yeah, very you know, much. My hair doesn't reflect on my morals or my attitude, behaviour, you know. It's just a style of hair. Couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. Now, with this sort of ruling coming on, does that make you ashamed and want to cut off your mullet? Or does it make you oh, more proud? There's no way it's coming off. <laughs> And if, if anything, anything, I'll grow it longer. <laughs> it's been tough enough to get a beer in Australia for the last two months without having bloody mullet bands. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> so, up quite a first. In you de- should have said that your <laughs> yeah. mullet is a way to figure out how far away people are, you know? Like you're, you're growing it to 1.5 metres. Oh, this is ridiculous. Cooper yeah. Allen, it's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you back in, sinking a couple of steaks and skewies in the not-too-distant future. All right, cheers, fellas. Alex Dyson, we've had the pleasure of chatting to a couple of comedians over the past few episodes, uh, and they're all part of a show that's just come out on Amazon Prime. It's called Last One Laughing Australia. It's less of an interview and more of a check-in and just see if they're okay, I think. (laughs) Check in with our friends. (laughs) They're put to the test. It doesn't sound like an easy task to to be facing off against some of Australia's greatest comedians and, uh, and the whole challenge is to not laugh. Our next guest on our show, good mate of mine. We've been doing comedy around the traps for a very long time now, and it's such a pleasure to welcome her to Matt and Alex. Please welcome Ann Edmonds. Hi, guys. Hi, Ann. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I guess it's the show you were being involved in. It's much like reality television. Like on Netflix, there's that one, Too Hot to Handle, where just, you know, heaps of hot people try not to have sex with each other. But this one, (laughs) comedians (laughs) trying not to laugh at each other. How did you find that aspect? Um, it was disturbingly easy. Um, <laughs> once, <laughs> once the initial, like, there was the first 10 minutes were very hairy because, you know, uh, you know you're know you in there with mates and 
your instinct is to laugh, but suddenly once laughter was gone, it became a disturbing kind of Lord of the Flies situation. It, it's sort of it's really interesting once you remove laughter from um, social situations, what happens. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, did you have a technique? Did you just have to think about the fact that we're in a terrible pandemic and that life <laughs> sucks and just sort of keep a straight face like that? Like, what did you do? Yeah, it was weird. It was just particularly when people were performing. I mean, I've spent, as have you, Matt, spent a lot of time at the back of open mics just going not laughing at a lot of things. <laughs> and I kind of <laughs> I kind of employed the same technique of just like, oh, not this. But the, <laughs> the, risk, the risk for laughing for me was always when I forgot I was in the game and um, and it was Nick Cody that really got me because he's just a mate that you would go drinking with or whatever and he would just say something as he was walking past you and <laughs> go, oh, yeah, it's Nick and laugh and go, no. I remember when I first started, the joke I came out with, this is the Raw Grand Final. Oh, this was your improvised oh. joke, national, wasn't it? National final, my fourth ever gig. I thought I'm going to hit him with something hard. This is the joke. I said, <clears throat> no, I'm 18 years old, by the way. Okay, come out. 1,500 people in town hall. Um, <clears throat> uh, hey, so I had a shower before coming tonight. Oh, no, wait. I mean, I was coming in the shower. Oh. <laughs> and you thought of that, and you just side of stage went, oh, hang on, I've got something here. Like I've got a bit of, I've got something that needs I, I to knew, go off. I knew that where I was at, Compared to the other competitors, I needed something special, and I thought <laughs> this this is the only. I'll either I'll either soar or I'll bomb. So, have you? What's your most cringeworthy joke that do you reckon that you've oh, done? That reminds me actually of being in. Um, I think it was the Royal Comedy State Final in Victoria, and for some reason, a similar thing to you, Matt. I just was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something on the top here, and it was really. <laughs> It was a really hot day, but all I had was I just walked out and I went, oh, scorcher, and, <laughs> and no one laughed. So I just, you know when you, like, panic, so you just say it again? I think I said it like, I'm like, you know, scorcher, <laughs> scorcher, like, scorcher. I was like, no, move so, on. So so was the joke there that scorch is a funny thing to say about a hot well, day? or maybe, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really no joke at all. So, uh, and you've also, I mean, been sweeping the country with Helen Badu. Mm. Um, I mean, what's 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 Helen been up to over, during this corona period? How's Helen going? Is there, you know, going to be more Helen? Yeah, well, as soon as lockdown hit, I was like, well, you know who's going to emerge. Because I haven't <laughs> done her. <laughs> I didn't, oh. I hadn't done her in ages, actually. I'd because I, I toured her quite a bit and I was jack of her. I packed up the sarongs and put them <laughs> in a high place. But about two weeks in, I was like, ugh. Like, and because people are also asking, where's Helen? Because it's the kind of scenario in which is just uh, Helen will lose her actual mind, which she did. So mm. she ended up doing a Zoom show. Uh, it was pretty big but, in the end. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people wanted to see a meltdown. That's what I'll say. <laughs> it was massive. And I really love how... Your character Helen Badu has become like the the evil character in like a mummy type series where the the 
heroes always try and lock them away in a tomb and by the end of the movie they always do but then by the sequel they come up with a new way and some other person accidentally you know pulls a lever and then the emerges again so i guess the pandemic is the uh, opening scene of uh, the sequel of helen badu <laughs> yeah she she comes back you couldn't get the spray tan obviously with all of the um those sort of Clinics? Are they clinics? Parlours closed? <laughs> clinics. No, I had to. Uh... <laughs> Matter of fact, not in need of a spray tan. Yeah, have you seems... not noticed? I don't know. Like, <laughs> um, I had to self-apply, which was a confronting process. My, I, I was saying to you guys before we came on air that I'm in a one-bedroom flat with my partner for lockdown, and he came out on the morning of. Um, of the Zoom show and found me nude lying on a towel in the living room, <laughs> um, rubbing, <laughs> rubbing so chat in myself. <laughs> and he can't leave it. He's also can't leave the country. He's, he's, he's trapped here. So he just kind of looked at me and just went, ugh, and went back to bed. <laughs> oh, goodness me. Makes me think um, of uh, one of your friend Greg Larson's characters, Mr. Oily, just lying oh, on the ground oil. applying oil to himself. <laughs> another another character that's emer- that lockdowns produced a reemergence of Mr. Hey, Oily. Uh, oh, hey, indeed. Well, Anne Edmonds, we have got a uh, a little something to play with you right now because you've got a you've got a special on Amazon Prime as well that is called What's Wrong with You. This is one of yeah. your um award-winning shows that you uh, that you toured around the country for for a while. And uh, and so we thought we'd play a little game with you right now based on that name, What's Wrong With You. Do you reckon you're keen to play a game with uh, here at Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast? I'm, I'm up for anything, guys. All right, we're going to hit you with some symptoms, okay? And then you've just mm-hmm. got to tell us what's wrong with us if these are okay. our symptoms, okay? So you can diagnose us. It's a game called What's Wrong With You? Matt O'Kine, uh, number one, what's wrong with this person? All right, what's wrong with you? You have respiratory symptoms, coughing, sore throat, shortness of breath, and fever. Herpes. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> That's incorrect. That is coronavirus or COVID-19 is what we're looking for there. I'm not uh, familiar s- with that. Sorry, Anne <laughs> Edmonds. Uh, look it up. It's pretty nasty. Uh, number two, what's wrong with you? Flatulence. Fatigue, tender, swollen breasts, more prominent veins, cramping, food aversions or cravings, headaches. Up the dove, find the oven, scorcher. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Yes, well done. There it is. Uh, right. Pregnant is what you are, a.k.a. a scorcher. Matt O'Kine, number three. Uh, final one. Uh, here are three symptoms. What's wrong with you? You've just bought a tasseled Western-inspired shirt and a pair of neon shield sunglasses. You're checking out Byron Com for the last weekend of July. You're wondering how you can strap bagged wine and other naughty business to your body so you can get past the security to get in. What's wrong with you? Are you going to the gimpy ute muster? <gasps> Am I close? So close, but Matt O'Kine? You have not realised that Splendour in the Grass is cancelled this year. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. Well, Ed Edmonds, not bad. One from three in that particular competition. So we'll take it. Thank you very much for joining us. You can see what's wrong with you uh, as well as and in plenty of other things, including Last One Laughing Australia on Amazon Prime. Also, uh, At Home Alone Together is a great one that Anne has some brilliant sketches in on the ABC and ABC iView as well. Anne Edmonds, thank you so much. See you later, guys. Thanks for having me.
All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Alex Dyson, you know, we've done a lot of talk back over the months that we've been uh, making this show. Certainly have. It's been lots of fun. Yeah, we've, uh, we've asked, you know, what's your juice? What liquid are you drinking that isn't juice? Someone gave us a meme uh, that's been going around a little bit uh, the other day. It was like, I really love Bock and Genie, but what do you do with the white balls once you're finished with the juice? <laughs> Like a pocket drink the juice and discard the the pits of the uh, um, of the white cheese. That's so funny. I, uh, I we also did. You told a story about how you lost your mouse, your computer keyboard, your iPad, oh, keyboard. iPad keyboard fell out of the the Jeep on a safari in Botswana, and we found it the next day after exactly. a night of uh, hyenas. And so it dogs. was. What what have you lost and found? What's your lost and found story? And a story's just come out. Um, yesterday, uh, there's, a, there's a local story here in Australia. Um, a camera was found at Bondi Beach, right, by a tourist just recently. Just in the sand? No, in underneath, the, in the sea, in the water, <gasps> down deep in the water. Person picked it up, charges it up, turns it on, finds some photos so on it. It's a GoPro kind of situation where it's, it's an underwater a, camera? It's a Sony Action Cam. Okay. And uh, it's been dropped. Someone's found it. They've uploaded the photos onto Facebook. It gets shared onto a Brazilian tourist Facebook page, a Brazilian page. And almost immediately, one of the men's recognized. Turns out, friends of friends of friends, blah, blah, blah. The guy whose camera it was lost it seven years ago. <laughs> 2013. And it's gone its way back to him now. How about so that? So there you go. Always keep in touch with us with your stories, by the way. If you've got your own personal stories that relate to any of our talk back, hit us up. Matt.n.alex on Instagram. Absolutely. Or hit our Discord. There's a story time section. You can tell us whatever you like. We'd love to hear from you as well. Please join us tomorrow. We're gunning for that Wendell Saylor interview. Will he get his cheese and onion chips back from the vendo that stole his <laughs> coins? <laughs> That's the big news here as, as Australia wakes up whenever with Matt mate and Alex's all-day breakfast. State versus state. Catch you tomorrow. Bye. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.